Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everyone, I'm your host Victor Anakin and welcome to the Afroverdict podcast, where I bring you the latest conversations and insights from across the African continent. In today's episode, we're discussing a significant development in international relations that has caught the attention of the global community and media. Russia's decision to deliver grain to six African countries, namely Somalia, Burkina Faso, Zimbabwe, Eritrea, the Central African Republic and Mali, without charging them, has sparked a conversation about the impact this aid will have on the food security of these countries. Previously, Russia exited from the Grain Deal, an initiative that allowed Ukraine to export grain from its seaports. However, after the conditions of Russia were not met by Western countries and the grain failing to reach the countries that needed it the most, Russia refused to prolong its participation. And this year, Russia's President Vladimir Putin promised to deliver 25,000 tons of grain to each of the six African countries that were in need the most. So joining us today to unpack this topic is Professor Larry Amuzan, Professor of International Relations of Northwest University in South Africa. Stay tuned as we delve into this intriguing issue. Professor Musan, thank you for joining me today and welcome to the Afroverted podcast. So the first shipment of grain that Russia had promised to deliver free of charge to several African countries has recently arrived in Somalia and will very soon be arriving in Burkina Faso. What is your take on these recent developments? Yeah, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity giving me to X-ray this uh, seemingly problematic issue regarding Russo-African relations. To start with, since the beginning of uh, Russia-Ukraine war at the global system, the problem of food security is very, very complex. We all know that Russia is one of the major countries that exports grain, most especially wheat, sunflower, and so many other things, fertilizer inclusive. There were a series of disruption in the supply of these commodities into the, into the rest of the world. And the most affected continent is Africa, as we all know, because the continent of Africa is battling with food insecurity, not because there is no arable land, but the institutional crisis that the continent is battling with and we shouldn't forget that African countries were majorly colonized by the Western world. And the Western world idea of development in Africa is totally different from what Russia is trying to portray at the global system. So the issue of shipment of grain was uh, conceived recently, whereby it was from grain free of charge. During the summit between Russia and the African leaders, Though not many, Afri many African leaders refused to participate in the, uh, in the summit for obvious reasons. And we equally know the Western world attitudes towards Africa. And looking into, from the former Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, this is a country that continues to support Africa, most especially the anti-colonialism, liberation war, anti-apartheid. So now that Russia is taking its rightful seat at the international level, I see it as a plus for the international system 
in order to checkmate the illegalities of the Western world. And at the same time, it is a means of developing African countries. We know that Africa has the viable arable land where food can be produced. But as a result of the Western incursion into the continent, the imposition of globalization, Washington consensus, large-scale farming that have no benefit for the immediate environment where they are producing this food in Africa. Many countries are in a, in a dilemma regarding the issue of food, uh, food supply. And another major challenge is the climate change. We know that in Dubai, there is an ongoing conference of which I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but there is nothing positive that will come out of it because those people who cause this climate change, most especially Western world and their multinational corporations, they are not ready to embark on polluters who pay. So now supplying food to Somalia and uh, with the promise of other countries like Mali, Central African Republic, Burkina Faso, Eritrea, and uh, Zimbabwe. These are the things that Africa needs. Though one may not stress that point too far because it is better to teach me how to fish rather than giving me fish. So if you teach Africa how to fish, definitely there won't be any problem of food insecurity. So, but in a short run, I think those countries, they really need Russia's help in order to checkmate likely political instability. We all appreciate, in fact, that the Arab Springs emanated as a result of insecurity, lack of employment, and food insecurity. And Africa is not ready to face such challenge again, despite the fact that the continent is... Uh, a continent of instability for obvious reasons. Thank you very much. You know, after Russia's withdrawal from the grain deal, these deliveries, one might say, show that the promise made by Russia's President Vladimir Putin has been fulfilled. What do you think of the results thus yet? Well, when we look into the, the, the deal, the Black Seal deal initiative, that was made wide by the United Nations, whereby free, free supply of goods and services from Black Seal will be ensured. But from diplomatic perspective, is it not a tactical means of trying to re-harm Ukraine in order to attack Russia? If the answer is no, is it not an attempt in order to uh, support Ukrainian government, most especially through income from grain that the country is supposed to export in order to prosecute for that war against Russia. But if we, are, if we look at it from that perspective, I want to believe that the withdrawal of Russia from that initiative is the best that can be done when we conceptualize the old gamut of strategic studies. Now with the promise that the Western world may not be able to 
to to to to embark on, or something that Ukraine cannot do. I think with this promise that is fulfilled, I believe that through BRICS and other multilateral institutions that Africa and Russia belongs, Africa will be able to 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 take Russia with its own ways. Because when you look into the Western world, they promise, and at the end of the day, whatever, when they, when they refuse to renege on their promise, what they will do is going to add more uh, challenges to African countries. But with the delivery of uh, grain to Somalia, and I believe that other countries will soon receive their own portion. So majority of African states will believe Russia. And by implication, the concept of non-aligned that was conceived in 1955 as a result of the Bandung Conference will try to rear its positive edge in Africa, whereby Africa will not rely only on their colonial, the, the colonial masters and the United States of America, of which their, their, liberal, their liberal approach to economic development continue to militate against development in Africa. Apart from Burkina Faso, Somalia, uh, one of the six countries that Russian grain is expected to arrive in is Eritrea. How will it contribute to the country's food security? Yeah, we all know because of the war between Ethiopia and Eritrea, and because of the climate uh, condition and lack of the where we are to embark on mitigation and adaptation, Eritrea, one of the poorest countries with the supply of grain to that country, I believe it's going to go far regarding political stability of that country. Because an hungry man is an hungry man. When you don't have food, definitely you can go to any length in order to feed your family and to feed yourself. But now with the Russia's uh, and giving out grain free of charge, and all things being equal, if Eritrea does not introduce politics into it, the form of distribution to every, to, to every nook and cranny of the country, and if there is no corruption by selling grain to Eritreans, I believe it will go a long way in addressing the challenges of food insecurity in Eritrea. Yeah, and looking back in time, You know, the Soviet Union uh, used to help African countries quite a lot, and they had very close ties with the continent. So how can these new grain deliveries be regarded as a continuation of the friendly relations with the USSR? I want to believe it is not going to be a continuation. Rather, it's going to be a new start. You see, when Perestroika and Glasnost was introduced by Nikhil Gorbachev, in, in the former USSR. I may be wrong. It was a miscalculated attempt to align with the international system. Now some people are talking about unipolar moment, whereby America believes that at the end of the day, Soviet Union is being neutralized. China is no more available in terms of political power at the international system. 
So with this hate uh, through grain supply to African countries, it is going to be a new start between Russia and Africa. When you look into other bilateral or multilateral summits that have been taking place, FOCAC is there between Africa and China, Malaysia has its own, Japan has its own, of course, through Agua from America. One may appreciate the fact that these are the countries that has, have never, ever tried to supply food to people for free, unless when they involved in humanitarian intervention, of which we believe that is amount to a Greek gift, whereby what those countries are going to pay will be more than what they, they realized. Like you indicated, Russia has been a very close uh, friend of majority of African countries from the, from the time of decolonization until the apartheid, anti-apartheid struggle. Everybody knows what uh, Russia did in order to free majority of African countries from the shackle of colonialism and by what we can term as imperialism. If we look into what happened in the Sahel, Sahel region of Africa, you talk of Mali, Burkina Faso, you talk of uh, Niger Republic, and uh, some Central African countries, one would believe that the new system has emerged in the global system. France is no more finding it very friendly now. And as a result of that, the movement away from the Western ideas of development and political system towards Russia is going to bear a positive fruit on one condition, that Russia is not going to follow the same uh, system that the Western world is trying to introduce in order to recolonize the continent. Thank you very much. It's quite clear that the collective West doesn't uh, appreciate the strengthening of relations between Africa and Russia. How would you explain this phenomenon? Well, this is not a new thing. The Western world, America inclusive, will not like a situation whereby their exploitation of mineral resources, human resources, and so many other resources from Africa, they will not like a situation whereby it's going to go to 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 to, to have a, a a stop. They would like a situation whereby the status quo will remain. This thing is not a new thing. Western world Western world is not comfortable with China. Western world is not comfortable with uh, with Cuba. Western world is not comfortable with Venezuela as well as uh, Libya. We all know what happened to Libya. So what I'm saying in essence is that African states by this time should be able to identify what they want. Do they want to develop? 
is their political and economic elites within the continent are ready to face the challenges. Because with the negative development that has been going on in Africa, there should be a way whereby business as usual supposed to get stopped. So we know that Western world will not be comfortable with what is going on because of their exploitative tendency on the continent. Most especially their multinational corporations. They are very, very active in Africa. And what have they been doing in Africa? The problem of environmental crisis. We are speaking about uh, climate change. We are talking about large-scale farming that are not benefit to the immediate communities where these farmers are operating. The so-called food are being relegated to cash crops now because by the time they produce grain in Africa, they ship it down to the Western world. So I don't think Western world will be comfortable with this. And I believe if African states can stand their ground on this issue of their relationship, their Newfoundland towards Moscow, the better for Africa, so that they will be able to identify where to go and what to do in order to uh, consolidate their envisage development. You know, while Russia is one of the world's largest producers of grain and fertilizers, Western sanctions against Moscow have disrupted supply chains and financial settlements as well. How do people in Africa perceive this hostility aimed at Russia? No, everybody knows in Africa that the Western world will like to exploit to the last drop of your blood. And we know that when it comes to fossil fuel, when it comes to green and so many other, other, other products, Russia is very much available. And the Western world will not like a situation whereby Russia is going to be a developed country that is going to outstage the Western powers, most especially the United States of America. And if that continues, they will don't be surprised if all of a sudden American presidents start, start to tour African countries, giving out loans, giving out leads, and seize of humanitarian intervention. We all know what is all going in Niger today, what is all going in Mali, what is all going in Burkina Faso, and so many other African countries. Because France as a country continues to milk the Francophone African countries. And having identified those, America will not stand idle. The, don't be surprised if they continue to sponsor military coup in Africa so that they will have their own people. We all knew what happened to Patrice Lumumba, Mama Gaddafi, Kwame Nkrumah, and so many other people in Africa who had genuine reason to govern their own countries. But the Western world would not like that because of the economic benefits they are getting from Africa. So nobody would expect the Western world to love what Russia to love what Russia is doing. So it's not a new thing. It is something that 
we will know that will come to pass. So it is only Africa that will sit down and know exactly what they need for the development of the continent. The issue of BRICS, we know with the dollarization of Africa and many other developing countries, America is having sleepless nights now. So it is only when we are using our local currency in order to settle our debts, to settle the importation and exportation of goods and services, the better for us and the better for us here. Thank you, Prof. Now, I know you've already touched on the subject, but uh, what are the advantages of Russia's approach to the grain issue compared with that of Western countries? Yeah, like I, I mentioned before, the best thing that Russia could do is exactly what the country is doing now. Now you can hardly find any Western world that is going to supply grain for free of charge. They won't do that. Even if they need to do it, there should be some conditions. We all know what is going on during the imposition of IMM conditionalities from 1985 to majority of African countries. Where are we today? We are the hewers of wood and the drawers of water. We are the laughing stock at the international system. They've been demoralized Africa to the extent that when they get to the negotiating table, they will never utter any word that is going to be anti-Western world. If those are the things that continue to emanate from the Western world, I believe, like I said earlier, that what Russia is doing is like we are having a new, new world order that was mooted in 1976. So with this, with BRICS, South-South cooperation and development of the developing areas, I believe uh, Russia is going to have a proper seat at the international level. Thank you very much. Yeah, once again, thanks, Prof, for that insight. Lastly, you know, in addition to this grain delivery, Russia is intensifying its relations with Burkina Faso and other Sahel Alliance members. For example, a defense agreement had just been signed with Niger and exchanges on energy and the supply of fertilizers and petroleum products to Mali are also underway. What do you think about the prospects of this new policy? The new policy, it is... It, 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 the answer is very simple. It is the it is the uh, re-engineering of the international system. It is a way whereby the developing countries will have alternative as against what was in place between 1985 until 2023. We all know what what is happening to uranium in Niger until recently. We all know what happens to cultivation of cotton in Mali. The, the, the mineral exploitation in Burkina Faso. Now, if those countries are trying to move away from their colonial lords, definitely there is going to be a development in those countries because Russia will try as much as possible to develop those countries technologically. And we all know that Africa's major area of focus is the production of food and cash crops. So with the unpacked-up supply of fertilizer from Russia and with the help of Nigeria, because Nigeria is now developing its petrochemical industry now, definitely over reliance on Yara. Yara is a multinational 
fertilizer companies that uh, that straddle virtually every nook and cranny of the world. So if Russia can continue to do that, definitely the issue of food security will be re resolved. The issue of political instability will be resolved. Everybody will have a field day to develop their own family and by extension to develop the continent in general. So uh, my own position is that if Russia can continue doing this without attaching any conditions as China is doing in Africa, though I have some reservation for the Chinese activities in Africa, but if Vladimir Putin continue to see to the development of Africa, the better. Professor Musan, thank you for joining me today. I just want to emphasize and say it loud and clear that by the time this podcast is released, the grain most likely will have already arrived in Burkina Faso. So stay tuned for updates on the Sputnik Africa Telegram channel and other socials. Likewise, you can find more AfroVerdict episodes on various podcasting platforms. For example, you can uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Deezer, Pocket Casts, AfriPods, Podcast Addict, as well as CastBox. And that's a wrap-up for today's episode of AfroVerdict. I hope you found our discussions interesting, but I will see you next time. Cheers, everyone, and thanks for joining me today. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.